When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. I'm Jeff Harvin, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And joining me tonight is Dave Schofield, Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. What's up, Dave? Hey, not much. It, it, it feels weird to just be the two of us on the screen, though. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm used to just doing it with one other person at this point. But, I mean, it's uh, I think, feel like some people are waiting for some dramatic entrance from Brian Anthony Davis. No, he's he's out in the woods playing uh, Yogi Bear or something. I don't know what he's doing out there. But, um, Was yeah, that Yogi always, Bear or Yogi Berra? I couldn't tell what you said. Definitely <laughs> definitely not Berra because that guy's a Hall of Famer and yes. that's not bad. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> Welcome everyone that's watching us live on Facebook. If you're listening to us on podcast form, you didn't know we have a Facebook page. We do. It's a very large Facebook page, over 100,000 followers. Find us just by searching behind the steel curtain. Also, those that are watching us on YouTube, we appreciate your support. Our live chat on YouTube is outstanding. Best, best group ever. And, um, Last week, we asked everyone to chime in and let us know where you're watching from. So if you want to, whether you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, go ahead. I'd love to see how far-reaching our show is. Like Already, dang, from Mexico. We are global, Dave. I'll tell you what, we are global, just We're like the Steelers baby. fan base. Yeah, absolutely. So... um the Pittsburgh Steelers got back to work today, and it wasn't just, hey, we're here, we're showing up, and I'm glad they got back to work because I swear this morning, Dave, I was ready to throw something through a wall. If I had to hear Brooke Pryor or anyone on ESPN spouting off about Ben Roethlisberger's shirt that says different, like I mean, oh my gosh, how bad of a news day is it <laughs> that we are having to listen to these talking heads 
that know nothing about the Steelers, by the way, because Mike Greenberg, I went off on my Twitter page about that. I saw he he was like, oh, the Steelers offensive line, which is horrible. And I'm not saying they were good. No, but they could pass protect. They only surrendered to what? 14 sacks last season. sacks. And he's like, oh, he got beat up. And I'm like, dude, you Ben was throwing the ball too soon to get beat up. And then, it of was course, the anti Bruce Arians, right? Offense. And then, of course, there's people on Twitter that are like, well, you know, quarterback hits are different than sacks. I'm, I know that I'm not an idiot, but at the same time, it just really irks me. Um, you know, when, when these national media, and I don't, I don't watch NFL Network, I don't watch a lot of ESPN, I only saw that on Twitter, but that just solidifies why. And I talked about this on my Let's Ride for Friday morning. You, as fans, if you're a diehard fan, like, I, if I, I say this because obviously it's us, but I'd rather listen to whether it's me or Chris Carter on locked on Steelers. We know more about the team than these idiots on ESPN and all the NFL network and stuff. But Dave, that's just a little rant. Sorry to get off on that. Yeah. I mean, and, and we saw that earlier this week when all of a sudden the national media wants to chime in with something with the Steelers, when they signed Melvin Ingram, I, I'm, I'm going to call him Mark 16 times. I know I am. That's just what I'm doing. I've already did it in an article. <laughs> um, so now, now they get back to that and then and they're just move on and they're like, Oh yes. So now they'll have TJ Watt, Melvin Ingram and Quincy Roche. And they stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you obviously do not follow the Steelers and really have any clue what's going on. Uh, and it's really, really tiring and really frustrating. But yet that's who people go to because of yeah. their name. But it doesn't mean that they really know Diddley Squad of what's going on. And they keep on bringing up Ben's weight. I mean, he's going into year 18, people. Why does it? Why do we care at this point? As, as long as, okay, is he able to stay healthy? Is he still able to throw the football and is he still able to do what he does best? And that's on the field. you know, can he elude pass rushers? If the answer to all three things are yes, and he's winning football games, what? who cares? Mm-hmm. Anyways, Isaac gives us $5. Thank you, Isaac. Longtime listener says listening on blog talk radio. <laughs> we are not on blog talk radio. If you're listening on blog talk radio, you're listening to some really old. It's <laughs> really you know, old. You know how you know we're not on blog talk, <laughs> blog talk radio. You can actually hear us right now. Good point. Very good point. Shield 91 gives us $5. We appreciate it. He says, I only listen and read BTSC. And you know, we always say mm-hmm. behind the steel curtain.com should be your one-stop shop. And I say this all the time. I'm not naive enough to think that you all, yeah. anyone that's listening to this or watching us is only going to check our site. I just hope that if you had only one choice that you would choose us, that's our goal. That's our goal. Now you might choose something else. That's fine. That's it's okay. There's a ton of outlets out there and a lot of them are really good. You yeah. know, we have a lot of good working relationships with a lot of people. So anyways, um, the Steelers did get back to work and there was news besides, uh, outside of Ben Roethlisberger's weight slash wardrobe. Um, out of the stuff that took place, Dave on day one in training camp. And I know you've been following the news like I have, uh, what stood out to you? Because my recap article will be out tomorrow morning, Friday morning. Okay. But what 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 stood out to you? Anything in particular? Well, did you notice? I only heard a report of one thing of actual on field play. I only heard of one. You know, you talk about who was there, who didn't. You know, mm-hmm. but and of them actually playing. The only thing that I heard or I was able to see was Antoine Brooks Jr. Apparently mm-hmm. got an interception playing slot cornerback against Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. So, um, cause it was something that he mentioned or he was asked about during his interview, which I haven't seen the whole thing. I've only seen parts of that because I'm busy trying to dissect coach Tomlin's interview. Right. Um, 
that's about all I heard from actual plays on the field. The only other thing that stands out was one player did not participate, and that was Kevin Dotson. Apparently, he's dealing with something. You know, I, I, maybe he's not properly conditioned. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I mean. No, no, I didn't say in shape. That's what I said. Maybe he just wasn't, you know. Um, no, but it's not that. No one's starting on on the, on the pup list. But Coach Tomlin said that um, it'll be something where we're, we're talking days until he's ready to go. And to compound your Antoine Brooks Jr. comment is that Roethlisberger said, and this is something that when you think back to the Mike Tomlin interviews in um, – Minicamp, he talked about Antoine Brooks Jr. Mm-hmm. And it's they have him. And this is something that Ben Roethlisberger said. Right now, he's getting the first shot. I'm not saying he's the answer. This is one practice, people. Mm-hmm. But he's getting the first shot at replacing Mike Hilton. I thought that was very interesting. We all assumed or guess or you know prognosticated that it would be James, maybe James Pierre or Shakur Brown. And they will probably get their opportunities. But I never would have guessed Antoine Brooks Jr. would have been the first up. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and I mean, I don't know because he's a safety. Right he's now, a safety. Yeah, that's that's the that's well, I think very it means something. I think it means yeah. something. Well, but Coach Tomlin did also make the, the the comments like it was first up today at center was Kendrick Green, and he was saying we want guys that are going to be that we want us that that are going to be starting the Hall of Fame game to get the reps now to get them ready for that. You know, some it, of these yeah. younger guys, they're trying to say they might not be the guy, but they might be the guy that's going to be in that game. And it and it could be that they're saving other people, it could be whatnot. But no, I think the Hall of Fame game is perfect opportunity yeah. for Kendra Green to be the starter. And they're all I mean, Coach Tomlin already announced him as the starter. Um, he said if you want a story, there you go. But uh all that means is that he's starting the Hall of Fame game. So they're trying to get some of those guys up to speed. So it's interesting, but Bottom line is, is it something we're going to be talking about come September? Right. Well, and that was my big thing was also the Kendrick Green announcement that Kendrick Green is going to be starting in that first preseason game. So a lot of fans will just kind of poo-poo this news and just it is what it is. It's a it's a meaningless preseason game. I completely disagree. I completely disagree based on the fact that I look at Kendrick Green as someone that is going to have an opportunity to take the bull by the horn, so to speak. And if he plays well enough, he's not going to relinquish that job. Yeah. And that's important. You know, he could easily say, we're going to get BJ Finney out there first. He's the veteran. He's been in the program, yada, 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 all that other stuff that Tomlin would spew out of his mouth. And then if Kendrick Green gets an opportunity later, that's different. I think the fact that he's getting first shot at this, he's got to win that job, but he has every opportunity to grab the bull by the horns and not let go. Yep. And not I mean, the guy that started three games at center last year. JC Hassenauer. Yeah. I, I have to talk myself into bringing him up in the discussion. Yeah. Like just to bring him up. So I don't know. It, it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Someone brought this up in the live chat um, and I'll, I'll bring it up because you're this, the salary cap guru. I, I want that. This is again, Steelers Twitter is exhausting for me. It really is. It drives me absolutely insane. And during I, know, the season, I was on it so long today. I didn't even know when pra- time practice started. Couldn't find it out. Yeah. So I was watching Twitter for hours upon hours today. And now I am just, I'm not in a good mood because of it. Anyway, <laughs> well, yeah, people are so, like, I don't know. They're so jaded and dejected all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, everyone's always talking. And one of them is Mr. Blue Checkmark himself, Mr. Curtain Call himself, Mr. Michael Beck. I look at me, I'm verified Michael Beck. He's... <laughs> He's so important now. I mean, 
he's talking about they need to go sign more players. Dave, can you please tell people that there's nothing going to happen? Because I've been saying this, and I, I want to make sure I'm not looking like an idiot. Nothing is going to happen. No one's going to get signed without someone, something else happening first. Am I right? And that something would be Joe Hayden extension or Chris Boswell restructure, which doesn't even save them that much money. Or if they don't, they have like what, $5 of cap space outside of the money that they have to have to carry through the season. Yeah. If, if you look at and break it down, and I've tried to break it down before and I've, I've gone with the estimate of $5 million carryover and you say carryover. I, I don't like that term. It's really for in season business, but yet if they don't use it, then it does go to the next year, but you, you can't go into the season up against the salary cap because if a guy gets injured, his salary still counts. And then you have to sign someone else and that salary is now going to count. That's why you need some of that money. I mean, so you, look at I, look at this. Look at okay. this. So so look, Wes, I've heard nine million, I've heard three million. <laughs> Kenneth, I've heard five million. Okay. John C, I've heard nine million. No I one had, knows. No I one had knows. an article this morning on <laughs> I it. I had an article did. this That's morning what I'm on it. Okay. That's what I'm asking. So I, I was just gonna try to lay it out quickly. Five million is what I'm looking at that quote unquote carryover amount. If and I'm also assuming that the Steelers are are that it's going to be a 16 man practice squad. The NFL talked about that. There hasn't been anything official, but both sides would like it. Along with that, there are two types of players on the practice squad. You have, you know, practice squad players, and you have veteran players. You can have up to six veteran players on the practice squad, but they get paid more. So I went ahead and allotted six veterans. 10 regular, so you can save a little bit there, but not a lot. And what it would cost for the season with that. Then you have to add the, the, the 52nd and 53rd salary, which is, you know, is it going to be the lowest of the low? It really depends on who they cut. But all in all, a safe number, but it's also not a too safe of a number, is that they're going to still need $9.5 million. Okay? $9.5 million. The retirement of Vince Williams gave you nothing because – his salary was basically at the same level of the one that got displaced when Kendrick Green signed. So therefore you could say it was Vince Williams. It was the one that was displaced. Right. So that didn't save you anything. Green only cost you $36,000 towards your, towards your salary cap right now, because it's only the top 51. The number I have is 9.87 million and they need 9.5 for the season. So you're talking about only, $370,000 above displacement. And right now that displacement amounts 850K. So you're talking, you can sign someone for about $1.2 million and they could be okay for one season. If it's anything more than that, you're going to have to find money somewhere else. Not now. You've just got to find it by September 1st, whenever you have to be cap compliant with, with all that with roster cut downs and everything else. Right. So it's not that they can't spend that 9.87. Now they then just have to account for it again by the time right. that runs around, if that makes sense. So in other words, to simplify this, because sometimes when Dave talks numbers, like my head hurts and I'm sure I'm not the only <laughs> one. So the Steelers have to carry a certain amount of money to cover injuries and practice squad and stuff like that. And if they don't use it, it gets rolled over into next season, but they have to typically keep that. Now they can spend it like Dave said, but they have to keep that there just in case. And the yeah. practice squad is not a just in case thing. It's you have to pay those players. Yes. And so he's talking about the money that they have over top of that number. So he's just, he's guessing that all in all it's 300 some thousand dollars that they have spending money. Mm -hmm. Um, 
they could spend more than that, like Dave is saying. And, and these numbers, I mean, I'm sure that it could be a little bit different, but Dave's been pretty spot yeah. on. I'll be honest. He's been pretty spot on. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm back. I, I there know, you I'm, are. I'm right next so, to the hey, freaking modem. Good Lord. And I, and I also want to say one other thing about that. That's assuming that the last two players that the Steelers signed in both um, Trey Turner and, I almost said Mark, Melvin Ingram, that their reported <laughs> deals don't have void years. If they do have void years, then you would have a little bit more space. Uh, True. One outlet was reporting that that Turner's contract had four void years to it, but they also didn't even have the right base salary for him. So I don't know that I would even trust that because no one else is reporting that. So if we find out those contract details later, that could be some way that the Steelers went ahead to save some money. But from what we know right now, we don't know that. Yeah. And I'm going to put in Jerry Cherry Band, who is a huge <laughs> follower of the show, and he's we use his music on all of our, our, our audio only podcasts. He says the leftover money should go to BTSC. I agree, Jerry. And I also want to tell everyone out there that he does provide all of the, the music for our audio only podcast. And we have five new ones coming out. Um, if you never listened to our audio only podcast, just go anywhere. You get your podcast or Steelers or behind the steel curtain. Um, you'll get my let's ride Dave stack geek, Michael Bex, which by the way, I was joking about Michael earlier. I don't want people to say, like, Oh, Jeff doesn't like Michael. That's not the case. Um, <laughs> if you we know, didn't like him, we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't get him. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but so still it's one of those, um, it, Michael's, uh, the live Mike. We have all those new shows coming out. Uh, the Ohioans with the, the Steelers power half hour. We have what Ian's talking about. Jeffrey Benedict's going to be doing a solo show. It's a little bit more X's and O's based. That's exciting. Um, we know the war room with Maddie Peverell has already been out there. So we've got to end the, the fantasy fix with Jeremy Betts. I can't forget that one. So we have all these new shows. He's going to have all the music again. So make sure you check out Jerry's work, not only on YouTube and on social media, but also, uh, you know, as the fact that he does all of our music, then he <laughs> lets us use it. So thank you. All right, let's get, yeah. uh, let's get started. So the, the headline of this, uh, podcast is predicting the outcome of the off season narrative. So I, I was a kind of on a, a narrative kick. Obviously I started the show off about mainstream narratives and I thought about all the storylines, or let me just say the talking points that have been going on all off season. And I wanted to go back and kind of revisit those and then give our predictions for whether we think they will or will not come, come true. Some of them can be positive. Some of them can be negative. Either way, we're going to kind of try to maneuver our way and talk this through. So let's start with the glaring elephant in the room, and that's the offensive line. The narrative that the offensive line, because they have five new positions. So in other words, they're not five new players. Uh, Chooks, Accor, Ford, Zach Banner have been on the team, but they're in different positions, so to speak. I mean, Zach Banner, right tackle, he was there last year, but gets hurt. You know what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter who's there. It doesn't matter who's coaching them. The offensive line will stink is a narrative that's been going on all offseason. So, Dave, my question for you is, as training camp gears up, do you think this will come true, or do you think that they'll actually be better than we think? <laughs> it's really funny because it depends on who's saying the narrative on how bad they think it really is. <laughs> so, you know, because there are some that think there is, there is no hope. I, I, I'll just say this. I trust the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. And if they didn't think that they had the right people there at, let's say, for example, people were really upset about the tackles. Oh, I don't really like Banner and Accor for blah, blah. If they didn't feel that those guys were going to be the guys, they would have gone out and got other guys. They yeah. would have found a way to get the money to go out and get those other guys. Just like once they lost to Castro, what did they do? 
they went and got someone because they know they needed someone else to be the guy. So part of me is like, the Steelers are smarter than us when it comes down to it because they have more data than we have. They see these guys in practice and everything else. They actually get to physically speak with them, watch them with their own eyes on the field, everything else. They have an idea of what they're doing. So the fact that they believe in these guys to overcome these odds of being one of the very few teams ever to go, you know, five new starters, if you're talking about changing positions, um, then I feel better about what they think about the team. So therefore, I think a lot of the fans that are really concerned about this are going to feel better about this offensive line once it comes around or, you know, once we get around to actually seeing who the five are going to be in them all playing together, which might not be until week one. We'll have to see. Um, I, I think you're going to feel about, I still don't know that that means you're going to feel great about them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think it'll be better than what some people are worried about, but it might not be fantastic. It could be, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go that far at this time. I am predicting almost a complete 180 with. Hey, and here we go. We're and back. We're back. So I think it's going to be like a 180. Like a 180. So last season, pass pro was a positive. Running, we know, was awful. They couldn't run block their way out of a wet paper bag. However, I think this year it's different. I think it's almost going to be flip the script. I think if they're going to if they're going to struggle in anything, it's going to be in pass protection. I think they're going to be a great run blocking line, especially if Trey Turner is healthy. Because uh, if Trey Turner is healthy, and this is the same narrative if D- David DeCastro was going to be back, if he's healthy, he is a game changing guard in my opinion. Um, and so I think they're going to be better at run blocking. I think they're going to still, they're, they may struggle with pass protection. Uh, but if you can run the football, that's a great recipe for a, an offensive line that might struggle to pass protect. I think that the offensive line will be better. How much better will they be uh, like running the ball? I could see them being a middle of the road ranked team, which that we talked fantastic. about this. Dave, you talked about that on a stat geek uh, about how middle of the road would be perfect. It, it, not perfect, but I mean, my gosh, it'd be good enough. And then in pass protection, they're not going to be the best in terms of sack surrendered, maybe more middle of the road. And so if they're middle of the road in both, it's, I, I, I'll be okay. I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think. We'll put it that way. All right, let's go to the next one, which kind of talked about this just now, uh, but the running game. I mean, the running game ranked dead last in terms of yards per carry and yards per game. And there's a lot of people, and this is a lot based on the offensive line that I just kind of, we just both just kind of talked about. Do you think the running game is going to kind of be, I don't know, it's it's kind of revived a little bit, or do you think it's going to struggle again? The running game comes down to three aspects. <laughs> <laughs> I've said this a hundred times, so that's why I just kind of yeah. we we it's it's the scheme, the blocking, and the runner, and it's really in that order, in my opinion. Um, Jeffrey Benedict has the same order as well because we've talked about that before. Um, I'm hoping that the scheme is better. Um, I mean, look, they've changed it all. They've changed the offensive coordinator. They've changed the offensive line. And they've changed the running back. So really, you have an opportunity to get better because you're doing something different. The biggest question it always is, does different equal better? So that's what we're going to see this year. Is is changing all three of those things going to make it a better running team? I'm going to use what Mike Tomlin said today after the, after practice, he was asked about the running. He said, 
we set the bar pretty low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he's right. only, it can only go up. Right. And yeah, I they can't like, get any worse, any yes. worse than last in the league. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of improving the running game, I don't feel like it can get worse. Yeah. Like you said, scheme coaching running back. I think Najee Harris is going to be f- fantastic. If he can stay, healthy, I don't think that's going to be a problem. No. I don't think running back will be a problem. No. As long as you get the other two going. What would be a number for you, Dave, averages for both yards per carry and yards per game that would be satisfactory to you? Yards per carry. Oh, my goodness. They were, what, 3.4 last season, maybe? And that was dead last? They were were not good. Honestly, I can look look it up. Why do you think? I'm fine with five yards of carry. I mean, five yards of carry, and you should, you know, you're getting, I mean, you run the ball twice and you have a first down. You know, you don't want to have to even get the third down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so five yards of carry is fantastic. 3.6, 3.6 yards per carry last season and 84.4 yards per game. Yeah. And and when you're talking about yards per game, there's really not a reason to be in the, like in the 140 range. There really isn't. It doesn't mean that it has to be all from one player. Right. But when I was breaking it down, for my Stat Geek podcast, oh, let me break out the numbers. It was crazy on how the season went out. And I mean, look at it. If you look at their rushing totals by game, it was 141, 109, 169, 136, 129. I mean, through the first five games, they were over 100 yards rushing every game. Then you had 94. Okay, not 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 so much. 48, 46, 44. Okay, you hit that awful stretch. Then you had a one bounce back game of 106, not bouncing back that great. Then it went 68, and then that was the end of the winning streak. Then when you get to the losing streak, 21, okay? Ooh, then they more than doubled it the next week by going all the way up to 47. I mean, 47 rushing yards, and that's a, and that's a vast improvement from the week before. Okay, 47, 86, 22, and 85. So you can see, with the based on the numbers early in the season, it's not crazy to average that, that amount. It's just it didn't hold true for the whole right. season. And it's not that their opponents were that bad during that winning streak when they're yeah. running against, you know, teams like Tennessee and Cleveland. Yeah, no, you're right. And we're hey, back. We're back. <laughs> so um, for me, I'm looking at these numbers and this is all last season. So don't spare me the people in the live chat or that are sitting there thinking, Oh, last season, last season. These are only numbers we have to work with. Yeah, okay, that's people, the only data we got. That's all the data Lord. we got. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing that too. So yeah. there are 3.6. If they could just add a yard, yeah, just one yard per carry to get to 4.6, that was 10th best in the league last year in terms of yards per carry. I'll take that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Then I'd, I'd even be fine at 4.5. I said five because I didn't know where that 4.5. That's 4. The, 5. Those, those were 11 and 12. That, Tied I mean, that for would, 11th. I'm sorry. That would be fantastic. Heck yes. Yeah. So what about yards per game? Like I said, they were I said dead 140. Last, that's probably really ambitious. <laughs> 140 would have them probably top seventh. Eight. I said top eight. Look at yeah, that. There you go. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. Just give me, give me 120. Give me 120 yards a game. I'd be happy with that. And that's still going to be in the top half of the league. But look, look at what they were averaging the first five games last year. Oh, they know. were averaging that. They were. We were talking about Benny Snell in week one and James Conner in week two. I mean, they, yeah. they were, these guys were running the ball well. And then, like I said, something happened. And that is what why, happened. We don't know. I No, that is why I say out of all those things that are important, scheme is first. Because when you don't 
overly disguise your scheme, you're going to hit a point where it's figured out the more tape you get out there. And honestly, I, that is my biggest thing. And of course you had injuries all, along the offensive line as the season went on. So that's why those to me are the two biggest things when it comes to running game. All right, let's do one more before we take a break. And that is the narrative that Ben Roethlisberger is done. He can't get the job done anymore. Whether you think it's his arm, his knees, his weight, the shirts that he wears when he reports to training camp, whatever the reason is, the narrative has been, and this has been talked about a lot. Um, okay, let's see. What do you think? Ben Roethlisberger can't get the job done. Ben Roethlisberger can't get the job done. I'm just so tired of hearing that because <laughs> you just the, everything's put at Ben's feet because look at for that stretch of the season where it seemed like Ben was really carrying the team. Okay. It seemed like Ben was carrying the team um, when they had to go to all the, all the passes. You, you look like games like the second half of the Dallas game and things like that, where Ben just had to put this team on his shoulders. Well, when that didn't work anymore, then I guess it was because Ben wasn't any good. He shouldn't have had to do that in the first place. Yeah. Okay. It should have never come to that. So to say that, I mean, if Ben had to put the team on his shoulders and carry him, you know, for the first time all season and like week 16 and into the playoffs, then people wouldn't have been figured out what they had to do to, to in order for that to work. They had to exhaust so many things. And honestly, that's why the extra game does scare me a little bit, because you know what that's doing? That's putting more tape out there at, at for the at the end of the season. So you've got to continually have new and innovative things, not just to start the season, but as the season goes on. And I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm laying so much on the coaches, but I mean, as someone who's coached before me, granted it was just high school, but still you, changing how you do things, even as the season goes on based on your available personnel and saying, Hey, we can't just do this. Cause we showed that last week. You know, that, that's kind of what you have to do. So let's get back to Ben Roethlisberger. I'm sorry. I'm still off on, on that rant. So I still think if you give Ben Roethlisberger time, I said it in my in my final 30 scenarios in 30 days on the website that we did at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all the Pittsburgh Steelers. That Very nice. If Ben Roethlisberger's given time, he's going to push the ball deep. So you don't have to worry about, are they just going to do the dink and dunk, dink and dunk? If he gets time and he has confidence that he has time, He's going to go deep. So it's not that Ben can't. It's not that Ben's washed up. I'm so tired of people that saying Ben can't throw the deep ball. Sorry, I'm on a little bit of a rant. Ben can't throw. It's not that he can't. You can say if he doesn't throw it well. I'm not, I mean, that's a different discussion. But to say he physically can't do it, it's just not true. You're buying into a narrative just because it's, it's, it's cool to say, not because there's actually truth behind it. What I hope Matt Canada can do to help debunk or prove that this narrative is false is to go back in the late nineties and look at what John Elway and the Denver Broncos did in the waning years of John Elway's career. John Elway was the gunslinger amongst gunslingers early in his career. I mean, the guy had a rocket arm and he carried his team every which way, but to the Super Bowl. And it wasn't until he had a running game and a pretty good defense that they decided, okay, John, and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> John, if you could just get us, you know, some play action passes, 
hit those passes. And the question is for me, for Ben, and I still do believe, and I know Frank V in the live chat has been saying, I thought he was the straw. He is still the straw that stirs the drink, in my opinion. Because if Ben's off, the team's off. Ben has mm-hmm. to be able to prove that if he's only going to throw the ball 25 to 30 times a game, which I think is the sweet spot, 25 to 35. If he's only going to throw it that many times, he has to have a running game. And when he does throw it, he has to connect. And we do know the intermediate to deep passes were an issue. So going deep is one thing. Connecting is a completely other thing. I think Ben, if he can learn this system, if Matt Canada can learn from the mistakes of last year, I have no doubt in my opinion that Ben can prove that the narrative that he's done and washed up is, is false. And I think he'll actually be able to prove he can get it done. Yeah. And I'm going to say something because I, I actually mentioned this before. I can't remember if it was stat geek or Scobro or whatever that, that you like to say that Ben Roethlisberger is the straw that, that, that stirs the Steelers drink. And it's still my, and it probably even was based on 2020. That's not what we won in 2021. It's the defense. It's the defense. <laughs> yeah, if, if, yeah. If it's the defense, if if the Pittsburgh Steelers, if the if everything that you think about them is the defense, and it's not about Ben Roethlisberger, then they're going to have quite the season. And people, right. that's what people keep poo pooing on the Steelers. I'm like, why are you poo pooing on this defense? Because every time the Steelers have really had success, it's been about the defense. And when you wrote that article, that that struck a chord with me because that that made a lot of sense when you think back to the years that they've gone to the Super Bowl and whether they've won or lost doesn't matter in the Mike Tomlin era or even the end of Bill Cowher, Super Bowl 40. They've had a really good defense that they can hang their hat on and the offense doesn't feel the need to have to do it all the time. But we'll talk about this more. We have three more of these off-season narratives to get through as well as trivia. So if you're listening on our podcast side, make sure you head over to part two right now. If you're watching live on YouTube or on Facebook, stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.